for today's topic, what not to do when your child is refusing to obey. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this because I had recently, I had a therapist that made some mistakes uh, and I was able to like work through it and, and train them through it. But there were some mistakes that were made that um, were just interesting. But I've also seen parents make this really, really same mistake because it's sometimes against instinct what I'm going to recommend. So let me tell you the story. Um, my BT was working with their assigned client and they have a token system, which for those of you who are not familiar with a token system, they have some kind of, um, um, hers are like paper, but they're, they're these little, little symbols that if she collects so many symbols, that means that she can have a break or she can have, uh, some kind of reward. And the client knows the rules on how to, what she needs to do to gain these little tokens. And she also knows how many she needs to get in order to be able to have a reward. But this client uh, was asked to do something. They, there was a, a demand placed on the client to engage in some of the uh, work that they're assigned to be able to meet their goals. And they refused. And they refused for about five minutes, um, just like laying there on the floor. The BT was, you know, blocking access to reward items like TV or tablet time or um, edibles, things like that. So they were just laying there uh, being non-compliant on the floor. And uh, then they were they decided that they were going to uh, start to work and they said, okay, I'm ready to work. And when that happened, the BT decided that they were going to change the stipulation for them to be able to have a break and they were going to have to earn more tokens or work longer and work harder in order to have that break. And that resulted in further non-compliance and problem behavior for the next 30 minutes. Now, when I talked with the BT, um, I reviewed with her the thought process that she had in order to like break that protocol of having her to have to earn more tokens uh, and spend more time working in order to have that break. And the thought process that caused that was, well, I just, um, she had spent you know, that five minutes being non-compliant and I just want, wanted to make sure that we were getting work done. And I also wanted to make sure that um, that there was a consequence for, for her being non-compliant. To which I responded, well, I understand why that was your instinct to do that. That's very, very natural. But that resulted in another 30 minutes of non-compliance that could have been avoided had we stayed and, and kept the rules of her token reinforcement program. So it was, I, I understood where the BT was coming from, where this, where this therapist was coming from, but there is a little sense of like, there was like, I was trying to get back at her. I was trying to teach her a lesson. And when you get into those kind of power struggles, usually they're not productive. Uh, and usually they result in a lot more problem behavior than was necessary. So I, wanted to kind of share that experience that I had with this BT um, because I know sometimes, you know, it's it's very natural to be, oh, well, you know, they did this, so I'm, you know, we're going to teach them a lesson and give them a consequence, which I'm not against consequences at all. I think that consequences are a great teacher of behavior, and I'm never going to say that you should remove a consequence. But 
we have to be mindful of when your child is not wanting to obey, the consequence for this child was already set in place. We had a protocol set in place that was going to block them from having access to things like toys, um, TV time, iPad time, edibles, etc. Almost all of their really fun reinforcers that they wanted to play with and that they wanted to earn, they weren't getting access to while they were being non-compliant. So that was already a really big consequence for them. And this child on their own, of their own volition, decided to make that decision, okay, I'm done being bored now. I would really like to do my work so that I can have access to all of these really fun things. Had the BT stayed with the protocol, work could have been associated with and working towards their goals could have been associated with getting a reward. Instead, she decided that she was going to change uh, the protocol and then work was associated with having the reward postponed even further. And so if you're trying to work towards a goal, it's really important that you come up with a protocol that's really, really sound. And if you need expert advice on that uh, and you need uh, help finding ways to make sure that you have the most, um, the, the best, most consistent, most um, science-backed protocol for when a, when your child is refusing to comply, uh, you can message me, you can visit my Instagram, you can uh, continue listening to this podcast where we talk about these things, um, you can uh, seek out your ABA provider for parent training, um, all of these resources are available to you. But um, Definitely, definitely maintaining that consistency in what that plan is. And regardless of what happens, uh, following through with that plan and always being the person that they can trust with that structure, always being the person that when they make a promise, they keep that promise. That's where children thrive. And that is on and off the spectrum. Like that is where children really thrive in knowing that when you say that you're going to do something, you're going to do it. You're not going to do any more and you're not going to do any less. But if they have a problem, you're going to follow the protocol 100% and they totally expect you to do it and you're not going to do any more and you're not going to do any less and you're not going to try and teach them a lesson because they wasted some time. That, that's where children really, really thrive. And if you can maintain that consistency, you can have really, really successful, successful children. So for those parents and others that might be still confused on why, why can't we add the consequence with the explanation of like, you aren't being compliant right now, so we need to have this consequence with the understanding that the child understands that this is a consequence because of it not just the fact that they were bored being the consequence but an actual like verbal expressed consequence this is your consequence to not doing the work or to whatever so that they understand that you know this not so fun thing is going to happen because of this behavior mm. I think that that's a great question I want you to I want everyone to keep in mind that a consequence comes right after the behavior so 
in this scenario, the BT had made sure to block access to uh, everything that the child typically wanted on a break. The child was literally like laying there staring at the ceiling um, and then decided, okay, I'd really like to go do something fun right now. I know that if I do my work, I can have something fun. And so they came up to the BT and then right before they received this extra consequence, they said, okay, I'm ready to work now. Let's get started. And that was immediately punished by then receiving more work to do in order to have that break. So what you just did there, what the BT accidentally did there, was they punished the child coming back to compliance. And we saw that in the resulting, what happened right after that was that there was 30 more minutes of non-compliance and refusal to do the task. So. It's a very, very technical thing that happened here, but it's also very simple. And it's a, it's, a, it's a really common thing that happens sometimes with parents where they're not thinking about these, these things. But what you want to do is when your child comes back to compliance, you move on to the protocol as quickly as possible as if there's been no problem behavior that happened at all so that you're rewarding them being compliant as soon as they're compliant rather than giving them extra consequences once they're compliant again. What you see there is you see more non-compliance happening. Whereas eventually what, what we want to see is we want them to be like, well, they're just gonna follow the protocol, so I really don't wanna do this, but I'll just be bored anyway. I might as well just go do it so that I can have XYZ reinforcer. That's where you want your children to start thinking. You want them to realize it's just a waste of time for them to not comply with whatever you're asking them to do, getting ready for school, brushing their teeth, whatever it is, uh, and you're just going to sit there and not be able to reward them with the things that they're earning uh, or that they would like to do until it's done, and they get to decide how long it's going to take before they are going to comply and be able to earn those those reinforcers that they want, those activities that they would like. So uh, that that would be my my advice. Always keep in mind that if you are placing a consequence after a good behavior, you're punishing that good behavior happening again. So that might not be the route you want to go. And I know that that feels natural. That feels like typical parenting. Maybe you parented your other children uh, in that way and it worked really well for them. Uh, that may be a massive mistake that you are making uh, that's keeping your child from being more compliant, from obeying your instructions the first time. So is this something that's more normal to see with autistic children or other children that don't quite understand that I can put this punishment with this action and there's no misunderstanding with that, but with maybe a child with autism doesn't quite or isn't able to capture and put A to B quite as easily. Yeah, what you're usually looking at if uh, there's a diagnosis of autism or if there is some kind of um, some kind of developmental delay is typically so for you and I or maybe a typically developing child you can explain well you did this three hours ago so the consequence is you can't have a popsicle remember and they like oh yeah I remember that's how we always do things with a uh, 
with a neurodivergent child or, or you know, specifically in my experience with, uh, with a child with autism, they need it to be a lot more cut and dry and clear. And what makes it really clear is that immediacy. They do something, what happens right after. The faster you can reward a good behavior right after it happens, the more they're going to experiment with that and try it again and see if that, you know, saying mama always gets me a goldfish and they start to realize after the third time, wait, I've said mama, then I get a goldfish right after. You might hear that word a lot more. And you have to be a lot more cut and dry. Whereas um, maybe with a bad behavior, for instance, so there's some non-compliance, uh, the reward right there is is naturally happening. I, I set up the procedure to make it so uh, we're not actively uh, setting up a punisher, but they're not receiving, they're receiving a lack and a deprivation of their favorite reinforcers equals that's not very fun. So um, they already have their immediate consequence. They know that if they're not going to be working, that they're not going to be able to, to earn their reinforcers. So that's already naturally set up. And then as soon as they come and they're like, okay, I'm ready to work, or okay, I'm ready to brush my teeth, or okay, mom, I'm ready to do my homework, whatever it is, then you're like, awesome, let's start earning our tokens so that we can whatever, and we move on as if nothing happened. That is right there teaching them that really cut and dry, okay, as soon as I'm done wasting my time, we just move on like we typically would. And what that does is it triggers a pathway in their brain that says, let's just, let's just follow instructions right away because we're going we're gonna to have to do this anyway in order to get this thing we want and we just want it right now. The faster we can get it, the better. And I know that they're always going to follow this same protocol and it's always going to be immediate. So that's what you're looking for. With children with autism, you want to have the consequence be immediate to their actual behavior. So if they're doing something really good, you want to call it in the moment. And if they're if they're doing something that you would rather not have them do, then um, nipping that in the bud right away. And there's different ways to do that for all different kinds of problem behaviors uh, and the reason why those problem behaviors are happening. But um, definitely nipping that in the bud right away and giving giving a very direct consequence that they can feel right away, that is going to be your best bet in either reducing a behavior or increasing a behavior. Awesome. Well, this has been super helpful and thank you so much for your help. Yeah, you bet. For those that tuned in, thanks so much for listening. If you have a question you'd like us to talk about, please send it to us at famframing at gmail.com. That's F-A-M- F-R-A-M-I-N-G at gmail.com. Also check out our social media for more great tips and resources. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next week.